Hey, welcome back to another episode of HVAC Success Secrets Revealed with Thaddeus and Evan. Today, live, women in HVAC, our conference down in lovely Phoenix, Arizona. And we had two amazing women on, Danielle Putnam and Madeline Hughes from the new flat rate. Evan, what was your favorite part about today's episode? That people love to buy, but they hate to be sold to. Mm. Yeah, it was a great, great nugget from the episode and the product's phenomenal. It makes things easy. It systemizes it. It's great. What about you? I mean, there was a lot of conversation too around the technicians and they don't want to sell. I shouldn't say they don't. The majority of technicians don't want to sell. They yep. want to, they got into the trade to be able to repair, fix, you know, units, right? And so when you can remove that barrier of them to be able to just, hey, you need to fix this, you need to sell more, they're not gonna want to, right? Yep. So you're taking that power out of their hands and giving the power of choice to the customer, which ends up being better in the long run. 100%. Yep. We wanna hear from you. Leave a comment down below. Let us know what your favorite nugget from the show was, and we'll see you next time. Cheers. All right, welcome everybody. We are back again. Technical difficulties, we're gonna do take two on this. I'll try to actually have better coherent sentences and string them along. We have Daniel Putnam and Madeline Hughes from the new flat rate pricing from the Women in HVACR conference down in lovely, lovely Phoenix. Our first one of the two days that we are here. So super excited, thank you for taking the time out of the event to sit and chat with us about how to price your business accordingly so you don't actually go out of business. So why don't you take a moment and walk us through what the new flat rate pricing is all about? Terrific. Thank you, Thaddeus. Thank you, Evan, for having us. We appreciate it. We're happy to be here. We love women in HVACR. This is a great conference every year. So if you've never heard of it, check it out. I'd love to invite you next year. If you mm. have any women in your office or in the field, gosh, terrible of me to say office, I mean in your company, check out women in HVACR. We are just pro big, strong proponents of bringing more women into the industry. So now back to the new flat rate. Thanks for asking about pricing. Long time ago, Thaddeus, everybody did time and material. And then they were trying to find a better way, a way to make more money. And shockingly today, even Madeline backed me up on this. If you want to know how is everybody else in the world pricing their services, we still find that how many people are doing time and material? I would say a majority of people that I speak to every day are still using time and material or they're just using what is the part worth and then putting an upcharge on that. Wow. They're guessing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Mm. All right. Madeline's the sales manager at the new flat rate. And so she's talking to contractors all over the U.S. and Canada every single day. And so is her team. So she's got a great pulse of what's going on out there and the frustration that people are really feeling when it comes to pricing and how do I price well. Right. Mm -hmm. So then there was time and material. Then there's flat rate. And people know those two terms, time and material or flat rate. We are the new flat rate because what we found being a contracting family and uh, being in contracting, my grandparents, my aunts and uncles, my dad, my brothers, everybody, that it was very difficult to get the technicians to sell in the home to increase the average service tickets. And that's a frustration as a business owner when you're looking at your books and saying, hey, we got to make some more money. How are we going to do it? And it's very easy to just put pressure on your service technician who's on the front lines to say, hey, bring back some more money to the company so that we can grow or we can buy more trucks or whatever it is that you need to solve your pain, right? Or maybe just get out of debt, whatever it is that you need. And so we're putting pressure on the technicians, but then the technicians get mad and they think, hey, I'm just bringing all this money to the boss. I might as well quit and go do this myself. You guys know it's a cycle and a lot of problems that, that we've had in this industry for a long time. And so the new flat rate we focus on, we're a sales tool. We have an app that we provide for the technician to go in and to do what they do best, to diagnose and to repair, to be able to use their craftsmanship, to do a great job and be proud of their work. So they can come back to the company and get a good 
pat on the back from the boss of, wow, you did a great job. That repair that you did today was beautiful. And with the menu, they just present the menu to the customer, the homeowner. The homeowner chooses their level of service, and then there's no buyer's remorse, and we're not pressuring them. And what do we see when we actually put the power back in the hands of the homeowner and give them a menu? Is there an increase? Yes, 80% of the time we see that when we present our menu to a customer, they're picking above that initial flat rate price. And so you're see, seeing an average increase of $300 on your service ticket. Just by using an app. Just by right? presenting a menu of options to the customer. And something we chatted about when we had the audio issue was this idea that a lot of the technicians out there, they don't want to sell. They didn't become a tech to go into sales. They <laughs> became a tech to repair, diagnose, and fix systems and yeah. help people out. And there's the exception for selling techs and, and mm -hmm. they have their use case and there's a time and a place. And I believe in having that model in there, but also having a model where you have just a technician that's there. And when you take that pressure off of somebody to push them into a sale, you're gonna actually be better off in serving the customer. And you talk about, like I've talked about it a lot, people, product pricing, right? In that order. And the people is actually a two prong. You have your team, your employees, and you have the customer. And employees still come first before the customer. And when you take care, take that pressure off the employee, guess what? You get a happier customer. When both people are happy, guess what? Your product is better and your pricing is better. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? <laughs> yeah, right? I do want to touch back on the women in the office because you mentioned that at the beginning. And I would be remiss if I didn't mention that at all, being at the Women in HVACR conference. And being in the room, if you're listening to this and you have any females in your office, send them to this event next year. Without a doubt, it doesn't matter. In the company, role. not just the office. Right. Sorry, yes, in the company, sorry. In the company, it doesn't matter where they are, send them to this event because it is being on the outside looking into this event, being in a word, a man in a minority of the event here, it is absolutely phenomenal to see the camaraderie that the females are building within yeah. the trades. And I think there needs to be more of that. And so if you're listening to the show, sign up next year, send every single person in the company that is a female <laughs> to this event. I love to walk around this event. I've been coming since 2012. Mm. And back then there was 30 of us in a little tiny room and we were just hanging out together. And now we have over 400 here today, which yes. is a big deal. And you can walk around and ask the women, why are you here? And they say to be in a group of women in the trades. It's so wonderful to be around so many other women and they really do empower and encourage each other. And the network is so awesome too. And we have technicians and manufacturers, distributors, we have general managers, installers, install managers. And so it's not about women power or anything. We can't stand that. It's about let's invite more women into this great industry so that we can work together because there's a room, there's room for them. It's camaraderie, right? And I love that. To get back onto the new flat, right? So I did look down and I was like, I gotta mention that. But so you have somebody, they're all on, let's say time and material, or they're doing the incorrect way of their flat rate. You bring on a contractor. They're like, okay, I want to price myself accordingly. So I don't price myself out of my business. What are some things that somebody should be looking at? And is there a way that they can go about doing that to be able to make sure that their pricing is done right? For one, have a conversation with me. <laughs> I would love, I, well, I think what really sets the new flat rate apart is where we really take time to understand where your business is and where you want your business to be, right? I think every business owner has a different vision for what they want. Maybe it's they just want a passive profitable business down to a family member, or they want to build a company where they can sell it and have a really strong exit strategy. And I think specifically what we do is we take and have a conversation with you, and then we customize a pricing solution for your business 
based on your company's needs. We get your billable hour where it needs to be. We understand where you are in location and where what parts and material cost. And then you have a conversation with our pricing specialist. And then from then on, we are your one-on-one people support. <laughs> I, love I love the fact that you started with a higher why. What's mm -hmm. your vision, right? Mm -hmm. And when you start with the why, you got people bought into what it is that they're trying to accomplish on that. So if you do want to reach out to Madeline, we're going to drop her email here, madeline at menupricing.com. So madeline at menupricing.com. We'll put that in the show notes for you for after. So if you do want to reach out and have a conversation with the new flat rate, do it. Yes, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> we have to do a shameless plug, right? Uh, Evan, did you have any thoughts? I know you've been writing down some notes there feverishly. Yeah. So when it comes to pricing, one of the things that I we actually got into the last time we had someone on the show last week in Vegas was around getting really inefficient in your business. And now all of a sudden the price gets inflated because of the increased cost for materials and everything else. How can getting more efficient in your business help with pricing so that you can still make sure your margins are there and you're being able to be a profitable business, but now you're not pricing yourself out of the market? I think you have to start, like you said, you're speaking to so much overhead, right? Yeah. I think when you look at a trade industry, HVAC specifically, you've got a lot of hearts that cost a lot. And so when putting the new flat rate in place, you're putting a system in place that's created really to allow you not to have to be running so many service calls. It's on the service calls that you're running, you're able to build in more value and looking at that system. So it's alleviating having to run on so much overhead. It's right. okay if where your company's at, but specifically that is something that I hear every day. It's a constant frustration, right? Mm -hmm. We want companies to be as efficient as possible, obviously. Mm -hmm. And pricing is a big part of that. And you want to make sure that you're delivering, over delivering on the value that you're giving to customers when charging a lot for a great service. I also really love the part about increasing the average tickets simply by providing more options. This is something that TJ talked about when he came on our show, TJ yep. Hartnett from Flywheel Coaching Group. And so often as an owner, you can have a technician coming into your office. You have a sales guy coming into your office. We need to increase average tickets. Yeah. You need to sell more. And it's like, what if we instead we focus on the behavior that we can actually coach and not simply the result that we're trying to get? Great way to say that. And I love the menu option that you offer and being able to simply provide the customer with the ability to choose. Yeah. I read a book the other day and it was a marketing book actually. And it was what color font should you do on signs and banners, right? right. Should you use a red font or a yellow font? And the book says, why would you try to do something different when we would have been training people for their whole life to read black ink on white paper? Why are we changing it when that's what we've trained them to do, right? And it made a lot of sense to me. But taking that back to pricing, people are already trained and the psychology, they walk into a store and they're going to look for the best value based on their budget. Correct. So often as service providers in any industry, we want to go in and it's easy to have our own budget in mind. Have you ever done click lists where you order groceries and they come to your house? Yep. I specifically say, I want organic blackberries for my two-year-old. And then they always bring me the cheap, moldy, non-organic, <laughs> gross blackberries. And I'm like, I don't care if it's triple the price. Yep. I know that's crazy, but it's not crazy to me. Right. I want what I want, the value that I want. And that psychology, when we walk into retail stores, we look at the shelf and we say, okay, there's a grill or there's a new chainsaw or whatever the tool is that we want. And I'm going to get the best one that I can afford based on what I need. And it's the same in the home. Been looking at it as an industry as wholesale for so long. When it is retail, we provide the power of the menu to the customer so they can say, oh, based on my budget and this system in this area, 
what do I want? And then they choose the level of service they want. And that's why we see that average increase of over $300 because they will buy more than you could ever sell them if you allow them to buy. But when we sell to them, we're backing them into a corner and -hmm. we don't know their budget and we're projecting our own budget on them. Project your own beliefs. I think back selling Cutco, right? Mm -hmm. I sold Cutco knives as a 19 year old, 20 year old. (laughs) And I remember sitting in the training and this was 2005. So CDs were still a thing. And they go around the room and ask, well, how many people have a CD collection or a DVD collection? And people have like, I have a thousand CDs. And I'm like, that's crazy. Yeah. I never buy a thousand CDs or do nuts. Like that's a lot of money, but it's your, and then when we turn around and try to sell a thousand dollar set of knives as a 20 year old, I was like, no fucking way. I don't That's crazy. Go get, go give me a $5 knife from the dollar store. Right. Yeah. But it's this value that person that people have, and it's a different belief in those values. And so when you're a tech and you're trying to, maybe you're a frugal person, maybe you're cheap. You don't like to spend a lot of those things, Mm -hmm. but the house you're at, they're not like that. So can't project your own beliefs. No, you Mm -hmm. can't. It's a perceived value. Yes. Yep. Their perception. It's powerful. In terms of perception and perceived value in moving somebody from a time and materials to a flat rate, contract might be like, well, I've done time and material forever. Why would I want to change? What do you say to somebody like that? I think specifically when I'm speaking with technicians, one of the biggest things is change can be really, people don't like change, right? Mm-hmm. But like Daniel said, I mean, we're so used to already buying off of a menu. Right. So I try and flip the conversation of when you're in your day to day, aren't you already choosing different options throughout your day, just try our system and ask, hey, what should we do? What would you do here? And the customer's going to make a selection, but it's just asking them and giving it a try. I think seeing it work, people are like, oh, aha, okay, this actually works. Buying off a menu, we already buy off menus. Go to a restaurant, what are you doing? Buying off a menu. Go anywhere, what are you doing? Buying off a menu, right? Mm-hmm. It's ingrained into human behavior to buy things off of a menu. So now you show that to them. In away you go. The other thing I love is it provides contractors with a system. Yes. Yeah. And now it's a repeatable approach. Doesn't matter if it's this technician or that one, you're always doing the same approach. Yeah. Something really cool, cool feature in our app actually is you've got your menu and then you can push a little button and it's a technician page. And Mm -hmm. the technician page tells the technician exactly what to do. It's a checklist of sorts based on what option the customer chose. So if the customer chooses a a higher option, then it tells the technician do this and do this. And this is the value and the quality to put into that. And so that helps the company to, as you said, have a system so that they can have the same experience for every customer, no matter what, which technician goes into the home. Right. And so it's duplicatable and it's scalable and we all need more systems in our business. And I know it's a big talk in the industry. How can we systematize and have processes and everybody recognize, not everybody, but so many of us recognize we have a lack of process. And so having a sales process, a pricing process, a communication process is really powerful. And we have all that built in. We have scripts in the process of how to present and how to follow up and how to greet the customer. And when that is done, and followed the writings on the wall. Glad that you said that you have the process. That was going to be my next question. Mm-hmm. Like, so do you guys offer some of that? And <laughs> said, yes. So there we go. And something I find so interesting that Danielle brings up about that is because the biggest thing I get from technicians is they're constantly trying to hire new technicians, but their new technicians don't have experience as much in the field. And they're like, hey, how do I find that technician that has 30 years worth of experience and will come to my company? And the biggest conversation I have is, 
You don't. You find the new guy. You put our system in place. You train him. They Mm -hmm. learn the script. And ultimately, your business can be profitable with that new guy because he's just saying, showing a menu and saying, what should we do? When you bring a new guy or gal uh, in, (laughs) uh, (laughs) I had to say that. It's funny when you were last night, we were on stage and we were doing the intro for the podcast. And I said, you guys, at the very end of it, Evan's like, yeah, you nailed it. Except for when you said you guys at the end, it's a room full of ladies. But when you can train them from being green, now you're not having to break at old habits, bad habits. Yeah. They get it from the ground up and they can understand, they can buy into this process that you guys have developed in your organization to be able to give the value to the customer first. To come full circle back to something you said right at the very beginning was technicians love to be technicians not salespeople. There are the rare few that love to sell too, and they'll take their commissions and they appreciate that as well. But technicians got into the trade because they wanted to fix shit. They totally do. So let's let them. And it's not just technicians. You know, I feel like sometimes that could sound a little negative and I hate anything negative for our industry of, oh, techs can't sell. No, it's, you're not specifically a salesperson in any industry. You don't like to sell. Like people don't like to sell unless they are a salesperson. Totally. (laughs) To put the flip side of that, customers don't like to be sold to either. And this was something else I wrote down that people love to buy. They hate to be sold. Always. Right. And so you walk into a retail store and the rep says, Hey, can I help you? What are you looking for today? Nothing. I'm just browsing. Yep. (laughs) Automatic response. Every time. It's actually funny. The, uh, I was chatting with one of the gentlemen last night, HVAC Tactical, and he's like, "Yeah, you, you sent me a message on Facebook. That's how I connected with him. And I sent a message just to learn about who he was. And he's like, I could tell you're trying to sell something to me. I'm like, well, actually, I wasn't. Right. But we're trying to get to know each other. But the wall goes up. Anybody that has that, it's just a real raw thing. Totally. Um, as we come to a close, we're trying to keep these to many episodes. We, of course, have one last question. Cool. What is one question that you wished people would ask you more, but don't? Either one of you can take this one. Oh, man. <laughs> this is a tough one. I'm like, I'm I like to, that delegation right there. That well, was I mean, I think one question I would love people to ask me is, this is a tough one for me. I think really is, why shouldn't I do this? I think mm. the biggest thing that they say is, well, I know I need to. And I'm like, why shouldn't I? The biggest thing is I think people are afraid of change, but ultimately what we've talked here a lot about today, which I feel like is just really relevant is we already are buying in this way. So why wouldn't you just put it in the place, the thing that you're doing every day, put it in your business and watch your customers buy. There you go. Love it. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming on. I know you've got an offer that you wanted to extend out to anyone that's listening and wanting to check out the new flat, right? We did. If you are wondering, if you want to know, is my pricing right? Hey, it's absolutely no, but do reach out to Madeline, Madeline at menupricing.com for a free pricing consultation. She'll talk to you. And if you want to know what are other people pricing like in my market, she'd be happy to help you with that and to show you and to tell you and to help you know if you're actually priced right mm. or what you're doing. And then you can have some peace of mind about that. So okay. reach out. Great offer. 100%. Awesome. And so if you're an owner and you do not have a pricing strategy, a pricing system in place, definitely reach out and have a conversation because they are the experts in that category. And until next time, cheers. That's a wrap on another episode of HVAC Success Secrets Revealed. Before you go, two quick things. First off, join our Facebook group, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash HVAC Revealed. The other thing, if you took one tiny bit of information out of this show, no matter how big, no matter how small, all we ask is for you to introduce this to one person in your contacts list. That's it. That's all. One person. So they too can unleash the ultimate HVAC business. Until next time. Cheers.